So I, I've had a couple of businesses before, but again, like solo founder, bootstraps them. I, especially for the first one, I had no idea what I was doing. But I just thought, yeah, I'll just give it a go. Just grew myself at it. Learned so much, like the best learning curve ever. But what I, what I did this time is made sure I surrounded myself with really, really smart people and brought them to the table. So although I don't have a co-founder, I have just incredible support structure. Everyone has ambitions. To start their own business, to lose weight, to launch a podcast. But for most of us, those ambitions are still on the to-do list. You'll get round to them one day. But some people overcome procrastination. That thing you'd love to do, they knew the risks that said screw it and just did it anyway. On the Screw It, Just Do It podcast, I'm on a mission to answer one simple question. How do you get to where you want to be? Joining me are inspirational entrepreneurs, sports stars, entertainers, and authors who took that leap. They became the people they wanted to be. They did what they always wanted to do. In this series of revealing, challenging, and often surprising conversations, they might just help you discover how to do it too. So you know how I enjoy cold water therapy throwing myself in the sea every day here on the south coast of the UK. Well, I decided to chat to Laura Fullerton, the founder of Monk, the world's first smart ice bath. My first thought was to conduct the interview from inside one of Monk's new ice baths. But with the latest models not due to be released until September, we decided on the next best thing, chatting from the water in the Serpentine at Hyde Park, London. As well as being a long-time advocate of and expert in cold water therapies, Laura's also raised over £4 million of investment into Monk in the past couple of years as she works on bringing her vision to life. And with a waiting list in the thousands, it's a testament to the power and popularity of cold water therapy. And with an outside air temperature not much above zero and the water temperature hovering around 7 degrees, we waded into the water. After six or seven minutes, and with my voice a few octaves higher, we retired to the Serpentine's Lido Cafe to continue our conversation. Yes, we did get a few curious locals and the cafe's manager asking what we were doing, but for the most part, we enjoyed a relatively quiet conversation around all things related to cold water therapy, a subject close to my own heart. Screw it, just do it. Laura Fullerton. So, Laura, still clutching a warm cup of coffee, a cup of tea. Well, that was an experience. Never been into any moving body of water apart from uh, the sea before. So that is different, but a similar temperature. Add the benefit of uh, duck poo in this one as well. Duck poo instead of seagull poo. We'll take it. <laughs> so look, we always start a podcast these days with talking about your screw it, just do it moment or moments. Trying to help people stop procrastinating and get to where they want to be. Mm. Have there been any moments in your life that took you from path you're on to where you are today? Yeah, I think there's been many. I mean, the the most notable one recently was when I had, it wasn't quite the idea of creating Monk, but I knew I wanted my own ice bar. And I thought I'm going to figure out some sort of DIY thing. I'm just going to bring it to life. And then I had a couple of other friends who were like, well, we really want one as well. We're going to open this space. So, you know, it turned out maybe I was making a couple. And the moment was I stumbled upon this private Facebook group. And I think there were around 6,000 people in it at the time. 
Now there's you know fifteen twenty thousand, and it was just people learning how to transform. You know these big like ugly white chest breezers into mm. their own DIY ice baths. And I just thought, if there's that many people willing to get electrocuted, I myself included, <laughs> surely there's something bigger here. So it, that was also one of those moments where I thought, okay, there, there's something much bigger. Interesting. Okay, and I've and I've seen that, and I've seen like a friend of mine, uh, Jay Morton, who was on Who Dares Wins TV oh, program. Yeah. Jay saw him like during lockdown dipping into like a black bin, <laughs> and I remember just thinking, "See, black bin, no." But not everyone's lucky enough like me to to live near the sea. So for you, I guess the concept is trying to help people experience the benefits of cold water. Yeah. If you can't get access to yeah. cold water. Completely. And, you know, I've, I've done it myself. I've used dustbins. I've used, and used frozen over horse water troughs. I even actually, in, that, in lockdown, I learned how to break into Hamsahi ponds at night. And you just have to oh, jump wow. over three gates. You know, it's not, it's not hard, but it, it makes you feel like you're on SAS. Who does it? <laughs> and um, unfortunately, I learned the hard way that it wasn't closed because of COVID. It was closed because the water's contaminated. So I ended up ill for a few weeks and, you know, I've, I've done really? to get my fix. Oh yeah. My God. Yeah. Wow. And I, I mentioned to you earlier, like last night when I was running along the beach from Boscombe to Sandbanks down, down where I live in Port, I, I literally saw at half past seven at night, torches out in the sea. And I, <laughs> and I clocked two people like laughing their heads off actually in the sea, dipping in the sea, like in, in the pitch black. So you were one of those people who've done it in the pitch black at night, four in the morning. Yeah. TikTok that must be different. Yeah, really good. Quite fun. intense. Really good fun. Yeah, especially when you don't take a towel. <laughs> <laughs> I make a mistake a couple of times as well. Yeah, fatal. And I read that you've always hated the colds. Yeah. Same as me. Yeah. Here we find ourselves. We've both just been in the serpentine, and the temperature was seven. Yeah. Seven degrees. Yeah. What's persuaded you to try cold water therapy? <laughs> so uh, the irony is not lost on me. Like when I tell friends, you know, I've known since my childhood what I'm doing now. Everyone's like, you hate being cold. And I, I really particularly did. But I think I, I ventured into the world of, of biohacking. You know, I've been fascinated by health optimization. And I, I do all the weird things. I eat raw frozen liver. I do, I don't know, you know, exercise sauna. I, I do a lot of things, but I'd never... I'd never ventured into cold water therapy until I got invited to this breathwork and ice bath workshop. And I went along thinking, this is going to be horrible. I'm going to hate it. But I did it. And afterwards, I just thought, why do I feel so good? And then I just, I wanted more of it. And I think there was also this you know, sense of accomplishment. And, and then I started really digging into the research, thinking, why do I feel so good? And realizing that actually there are, you know, there's so much research that's just kind of ever evolving, so many benefits. And that's what really kind of kept me going and, and got me hooked. And I mean, I'm sure you can relate. I think being an entrepreneur or a founder, you're, you're used to doing hard things. Mm. Like it's not, that's not a reason to not do something. Yeah. I was talking to a friend about this the other day and, you know, we do it in other areas of our lives. Like, you know, women, you go and get a wax. You don't do it because you, you want to slowly have hair that's out of your body. Like <laughs> it's not enjoyable, no, but you do it for like the result after. Yeah. And it's the same kind of thing. And I think a, a healthy dose of being uncomfortable is is just such a good thing for us. That's a good analogy. I like it. And what's the, the first time that you experienced it? Can you remember what were your emotions during and afterwards? During, it was just fear. 
It's like every every cell in my body wanted me to jump out and run. But you know, you managed to stay through it and there was a group of us doing it together, which I think really helps it, right? Yeah. It really eggs you on when you're you're doing it with a like a community of people. But afterwards I there's no way to describe it other than I just felt like on top of the world. I just felt really switched on and alert and it just a sense of accomplishment. I just wanted to tell everyone about it. I was just like, I just need to free to drink water. Interesting. And um, so I've been, my listeners will know, I've been doing for like three years this May. So during lockdown 2020, I guess. And during that time span, you've seen it becoming more and more into the mainstream. So much so that Wim Hof even had a TV show relatively recently on, on one of the main media channels. I can't remember which one. But why do you think cold water dipping, cold water therapy has become mainstream in, seems to me, a relatively short period of time? Yeah. I mean, I think to your, to your point, so many people got into it during lockdown. I think, you know, look at what's happened over the last like two, three years depression is the most prevalent mental health disorder in the world like rates of anxiety have nearly doubled since the beginning of the pandemic and i think people wanted to to find new solutions and new ways of coping and you know we were very restricted in lockdown um, and i think people started to realize like okay i'm actually in control of my own like mental and, and physical health and a lot of people say you know is it is it just a fad but i, I don't know what other fads are like five thousand years old right this this dates back to yeah five thousand bc like Hippocrates and Plato used to tout the benefits of cold water therapy. Mm. That's actually why spas like became spas. It was all to do with cold water. But over time, you know, we just kind of got comfortable uh, and let's just have more hot tubs and more hot water. Well, interesting. Yeah. So that that was literally my next my next question was that you know even my mother's now heard of you know like cold water <laughs> therapy and I guess yeah. it's you know coming into the mainstream like that. So many more articles being written about it. But yeah, historically, I mean, I, I didn't know it went that far back, but I guess something. You know, on our radar is going to be like the hot Roman bars, like when you're a kid and you're going to see them in, in Bath, that, you know, becomes on your radar really quickly. But what's probably not as well known as you say is that the ancient Greeks, the Romans, were using cold water therapy 5,000 5, years ago. Yeah. Amazing. Yeah, totally. Amazing. I think, you know, athletes have been doing it for decades. It's so tightly linked to uh, performance and recovery. But yeah, I think now, especially with, with this ever-growing body of research coming out, you know, even tying up things like neuroprotection, that's when it starts to bring in so many other generations. Like I used to talk to my mom about it and, it, you know, she, she wasn't interested. She pretends to be. But it was as soon as I mentioned the word dementia to her, she, uh, it, that okay. was like the hook. You know, there, there's research coming out. I think it's actually in progress at the moment at the University of Cambridge, which is showing that it's protective against neurodegenerative diseases like Parkinson's and Alzheimer's, which to me, it blows my mind. Like we can just use the cold to help prevent the onset of those. But yeah, but that, that to me, it kind of, that's when it really brings in like a new generation of people. And so it isn't just this, you know, cool, sad for, yeah, it's, it just has so many applications. And it's interesting, like the, the age range, because... Yeah, where where I live, you often would see, I guess, what you would call old ladies going in in the middle of winter, and that's you know the only people I could I could see doing it. Yet now I've gotten like my 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 brother's kids when they've come down from Bristol, and they're fourteen and sixteen gone in the sea. They're now sending me like Instagram videos of them going to the sea at their their grandparents down in Axminster in Devon, and I just thought that's really interesting that yeah. you get those you know literally from teenagers. To people in their seventies and eighties doing it as well. Yeah, it's pretty broad for any other sport or 
hobby that you can kind of think of that would have that kind of an age range. Yeah, totally. And even here at the Serpentine, it's amazing. So there's people, again, like quite elderly people, and they've been doing it for 30 years. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it's so funny because so many of them brag like, oh, I haven't been ill in decades. And it's always like this like, real badge yeah. of honor, which is, yeah, I, lo- I love it. And that that is a thing that I, again, it is like a badge of honor that, that I say now, I haven't, since we started, since I started doing this three years ago, I haven't been ill. Well, I haven't had even a cold or anything like that. Wow. And whether that will change because I've stopped going daily to like going now once or twice a week yeah. in the last three months, I don't know. But yeah. I haven't had anything. No. What, what have you noticed most about it? So you've been doing it consistently for quite a long time. Yeah. What have I noticed most about it? So I'm, I'm definitely one of these people that I think when I'm doing something that challenges me physically and something that challenges me mentally so i'd have you know like business goals as, as an entrepreneur and i would have the physical goals which can be literally like for the next 30 days i'm going to go in the sea every day well i and that's just me personally when i find i've got those the things all firing at the same time and people will say this to me literally everything that i manifest happens but even like trying to manifest it almost yeah it's just that everything that i'm thinking about will happen and I, I don't know, it's that feeling of feeling of in, invincibility. And for me, I think it'd be started again, like, you know, during lockdown. And I think that was a massive, you know, reset for a lot of us that made us reflect back on our life of what was working, what wasn't working. Yeah. And for me, you know, I started running, you know, my listeners will know this. So I literally went from, from 5K to five weeks later. I went 5K, 10K, 10 miles, 13 and a half, 26.2 in, in five weeks. Well, and that made me just stupid. But again, I kind of felt I could do anything then. And that coincided with going in the sea. And that just, I think, just added another layer of, of doing something that's difficult and kind of coming out the other side of that, thinking, what if I could do that? I can do bloody anything. Yeah. You know, and I even had a friend, we did a half marathon two weeks ago. And he, and he said, when we went in the sea straight after, was on the way home from Southampton, he said, what do you think is more difficult? Running a long distance like that or, or going in the sea. And I was like, I don't think you can compare them because they are so very different. And one's, you know, nearly two hours and the other one's a couple of minutes. But they're both challenging mentally and physically. And I yeah. think, like I say, for me, it's, it's when you, you're ticking both boxes for whatever reason. And I've, you know, I've got friends who do it who specifically go in the sea because they found it boosts their mental health. Me, I started doing it because... It made me feel amazing after running, and I heard it was really good for, for inflammation. And everybody seems to have a different reason for doing it. Another one's going, because I heard it's really good to, to boost your immune system, and I, I'm you know, sick of being ill all the time. So I think you know, everybody's got a different reason for doing it. Interested to know for yourself then, and the reason why you you started Monk, what do you think are the more general benefits that the population at large could benefit from cold wars therapy i think absolutely the mental health benefits like similar to you i felt like that sense of it's almost like resilience right yeah you're like you always no matter what else like gets thrown at you that day whether it's you know it's like being a being a founder or an entrepreneur like you get hit with like a six or seven figure bill and you're like i don't know how to pay that someone's gonna sue you that you've never even heard of like you can't predict the stuff that comes your way. Yeah. But it just made me feel so much more in control. And yeah, that resilience really did ripple out into to every area of my life. And personally for me, I think it's really helped with stress. 
because that's something I've really, yeah. really suffered with. And I, I feel like it's well, people don't really talk about that. You always think like, oh, when you start a business, you're going to have to give up evening evenings and weekends. But you know, that's that's just scratching the surface. You have to give up like your entire sanity and mental bandwidth and put everything to bring this one thing to life. Mm. And I think from the the outside, it, it can it's it's tough. It's really really tough. Yeah. Um, and so I feel like cold rewards therapy just kind of put me back in control and it's, it almost just, yeah, puts everything into perspective. So that's been a huge thing. Yeah, I think it does put things in perspective. And I also think, you know, if you, if you get away from that kind of hustle culture that the likes of Gary Vaynerchuk like propagated and then realizing you don't have to work 120 hours every week, but you can scope out that time for yourself in the morning because another and it was almost stressing me out at the time was like when you okay get up at 6 15 get down to the water at 6 45 get home at for me like 7 30 quick shower breakfast do the school run for the kids people would go well that's a that's a lot of time I mean, what time do you get to your desk and it was like well should i be stressed about this and it's just like well hang on a minute yeah if i scope this time out for me and that makes me so much more productive in yeah. the morning because i'm literally on fire i'm literally just feel like yeah. conquer the world and that i guess you know someone from a scientific background may go that's just you just eliminated eliminated a load of that that stress in your life and then come the evening it enables you to sleep so much better in the evening as well not having thoughts randomly popping up in your head the things you should yeah. be doing in your business yeah because you just think i need to go to sleep i'm waking up i'm going to the sea and everything will be all right yeah if that's it is, it's crazy that you could do this one thing that just seems to be so impactful to to almost every other area. But I do think it is the the mental health benefits, just like the the general like well being and boost that people get from it, that is like one of the main reasons people do it. And that's that's why I noticed when I first started uh, thinking about starting Monk, and I had various friends, and it was usually those kind of benefits. But then equally, I had one friend who had seven concussions. And ironically, at the time, she was studying her, her master's in neuroscience and she had to drop out because in, in her own words, her brain was, she was brain dead. And she said it was a combination of the cold and hyperbaric oxygen therapy that really like brought her brain back to life. Wow. And then I also had another friend who had fibromyalgia um, and it really helped that, you know, through pain management and stuff and can be phenomenal. And there's, yeah, there's just so many different modalities that it can help with. And that's what I was thinking I was going to lead nicely on to like the business opportunity that you saw. And I guess that's, you know, popped another thought into my head again is that when you talk about concussions and, you know, we were chatting about rugby before and um, that is probably the biggest issue that, that rugby faces at the moment. And I'm like a huge American football fan and that's, you know, massive issue that, that they've addressed in like the last decade, like a landmark agreement between, you know, the players union and, and the NFL, National Football League. But you could see again, massive opportunities for not just the general public, but specific, you know, high performance sports teams, such as, such as rugby teams, wanting to make use of this technology. So in, instead of, you know, I'm, as I said, really lucky in that I've got the sea literally on my doorstep. It's seven minutes from my from my from my house to, to Sandbanks to get in the sea. But tell me a little bit more about the business opportunity that you saw and why a smart ice bath and app. Yeah, so I think you know, I'm firstly so envious that you have 
the sea on your doorstep. That is. You used to have it. I know, I used to. Heartbreak. And, so, and it's fine now, have all the serpentine, but it takes me 50 minutes to get here, then 50 minutes to get to work. I turn up, I'm covered in probably bird poo and all sorts. And it's just not practical. One is lovely. And I would, any day, like hands down, I would take cold dipping in nature over doing something at home. But. Yeah is absolutely just like the second best thing. So when you want to have this part of your daily routine and you know, that's when you really unlock the benefits. It became obvious that I needed to have an at-home solution. And, and I was looking around at things on the market and there were a few things in the US, they were like 10 to 15,000 pounds. Yeah, it just seems quite crazy to me. And was, you know, it was when I was having conversations with other people and it turns out the first questions people ask are, how long should I be in, what time, what temperature? Yeah. Even though there's so much research out there, it's very fragmented. No one's really pulled it together in a really consumer-facing way. And also not just looking at like the, the research, but also looking at the medical literature and just all these different kind of principles. Mm. So we realized that there needs to be some guidance around it. And the thing is, there's no, there's no like one-size-fits-all answer. Because if you were using it for muscle recovery, you'd use it in a completely different way if you were doing it just for mental health. Yeah. Um, and then also you get into the nuance as it can be so personalized like females call quicker than males so in theory I would be in like water for less time and, yeah. and then also so many other lifestyle factors right if you were you know if you're a female and you have a normal menstrual cycle you don't really want to be using cold water therapy during your your actual menstrual phase itself because really? you know the cold it's such a powerful um it's such a powerful tool and it is a hormetic stressor so you know it's like exercise is a is a hormetic stressor if you were to look through a microscope at someone's muscle fibers and they're completely torn after exercise you would think like oh that's a bad thing don't do that but you know we know it's a good kind of stress and they build back stronger and it's exactly the same with the colds but if you are already stressed whether that's even something going on in your life, a really stressful period at work where you slept really badly. You know, there's times when you, you shouldn't use cold water therapy. So basically it can be so personalized to you. Um, and so what we found is that we wanted to create these world first programs that teach people how to use it safely and effectively. Because also, you know, you see on Instagram people like hacking into ice yeah, yeah. and getting in, and yeah. you've never done it before. And you imagine doing like, that first time. Yeah. That's your first experience. Yeah, you're going to have a horrible time. You're not going to want to do it again. Uh-uh. And then no. you never unlock the benefits, which is, you know, the whole point of doing it. So we really need to create this, also this immersive experience. So it brings in breath work, it brings in this guided kind of soundscape. And um, oh. it's one of my, my investors, James Watt. Um, that he's a CEO of Brewdog, he messaged me. He was like, I can only see my eyes bath for 10 seconds. Like, what's going on? And so I sent him a couple of tracks on Spotify and I was like, just skip halfway and listen to this. And the next day he was up to two minutes and a week later he was really? six. Yeah. And it just shows when you have something to kind of guide you through it and to focus on, yeah. it's a completely different experience. Yeah. So that's what we're, we're delivering through the app. Okay. Interesting. Yeah. Interesting. Because I know, like, when, like, during lockdown again, we've started with, I think, two people have started who I've then joined. And then before you know it, we've got, I think, 10, 11, 12 of us ranging from, like, girls in their mid 20s to, to guys in their, like, mid 50s and, and everybody in, in between. But the times then when the weather has gotten tough and people have not turned up and you, you actually ended up there on your own and it's very dark, going into the water, and because I haven't done like an ice bath on my own, but going into the sea on my own is such a different experience than doing it with a group. It's quite an intense experience. Yeah. And I could imagine that having something to focus on like that, like a breath work or music, you could you, 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 you quite get into the zone, yeah. kind of ch tune out. Yeah. Um, but then 
equally you'd need something to tell you maybe when <laughs> when to get out because in the sea i haven't really got a clue at time is passing you know as evidence today when you and i went in and we didn't realize yeah. How long we were in there. Yeah, completely. But also, I think it's really interesting looking at what Calm have done. And you know, they have like LeBron James, oh, Harry's yeah, yeah. that kind of yeah. like additional content. So that's yeah. what we're also looking at doing. So, very cool. Yeah. 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 I'm excited for that. Yeah, I bet. I bet you could see there's no ceiling on that, really, as to um, what you can tap into and other kind of cross pollination of audiences and stuff that you can, you can tap into. Thanks for listening to this week's episode. Pardon the interruption. This is an advertisement from BetterHelp Therapy Online. Getting to know yourself can be a lifelong process, especially because we're always growing and changing. I know the last few years has been a period of reflection and resetting for a lot of people, myself included. And as regular listeners will know, I embraced a lot of new things into my life, including cold water therapy and long distance running. Therapy, in whatever form, is all about deepening your self-awareness and understanding. Because sometimes we don't know what we want or why we react the way we do until we talk things through. Personally, the last few years has seen the very first time I've struggled with my own mental health. And I've been fortunate enough to be able to talk to people who can help. BetterHelp connects you with a therapist who can take you on that journey of self-discovery from wherever you are. I feel like I've changed a lot in the last few years and I know that I've really grown as a person as I've gotten to know myself better. I've invested the time to do this and I'll never stop learning. So don't be afraid to open up and ask for help. If you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, designed to be convenient, flexible and suited to your schedule. Just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a therapist and switching therapists anytime for no additional charge. And with over a thousand therapists in the UK already, BetterHelp can provide access to mental health professionals with a wide variety of expertise in mental health. Our listeners get 10% off their very first month at betterhelp.com slash just do it. That's betterhelp.com slash just do it. Now back to this week's episode. And did you quickly rule out then, like from, from a business point of view, that you didn't go down the route of, you know, really low cost plastic, inflatable ice baths? You, you obviously went high tech, high end. Did, did you look at everything and just rule that out and go, we're going to have to literally sell a gazillion of these to actually have a decent business? And it was very much looking at a premium product rather than a, you know, build them cheap, stack them high on it kind of model. Yeah. So I think, I mean, you start to look at it as in what would I actually want from this? And, you know, for example, when I was looking at getting a chest freezer, I knew that I needed to have like ozone sanitization. You know, I'm very much in that biohacking body. It's like, I care what I put on my body and in my body. And there's no way I'm going to have something where I have to put in chlorine and, and chemicals. Right, so okay. I just, that, it completely rules out. So there are a lot of things like that that kind of dictated what type of products we would have. And yeah, I mean, having an inflatable thing, it, it just wasn't going to cut it for me. I needed something that was self-sustaining, that I didn't have to clean every week. It, you know, it wasn't going to have like algae and and all sorts going on it. And yeah, I think from from us just kind of testing with with people and with different audiences, we it was quite clear what product we needed 
to build. Yeah. And are you solo founder or do you have co-founders now or is it? I'm a solo founder, yeah. Yeah. I I would have loved to have been a co-founder, but I I just didn't meet the right person. But I think what I... What I have done really well in Monk, which I didn't in my two previous startups. So I, I, I was going to say, this isn't your first radio. No, it's not my first radio. I always wanted to say that on the podcast. <laughs> I've never done it. Today is the day. Well, I heard Zach say it earlier. When you get older. Yeah, so I, I've had a couple of businesses before, but again, like solo founder, bootstraps them. I, especially for the first one, I had no idea what I was doing. But I just thought, yeah, I'll just give it a go. Just grew myself at it. Learned so much, like the best learning curve ever. But what I, what I did this time is made sure I surrounded myself with really, really smart people and brought them to the table. So although I don't have a co-founder, I have just incredible support structure. And actually, there was one guy in particular, Lee, who is, uh, he was first money in, so he's an investor. He's also my chairman and, and sort of advisor. I met him must have been eight years ago and it was when I just started my first business and I realized he was a really smart guy and I would just bribe him with drink with food just like give me something as part of his advice he was he was great and he did that turns out he actually he used a lot the man's like a bottomless pit so it actually probably would be cheaper to pay him in an, in an advisory yeah. right but uh, over the years i went to him with so many ideas and he would usually just tear them to shit which is what you want right you yeah, want yeah, like yeah. what the holes are yeah. And I mean, he doesn't sugarcoat anything. I think Monk was the first thing I went in with where he was like, yes, like this is it. I can see this. And it kind of evolved from there. So for example, I brought him to the table and good people always bring good people. So actually some of our original investors were some of his friends and like Rich, my, who's my, my CFO, also is some really good friends with me. So I think getting that structure around me has been like, incredible. Yeah, I, I always say this as well. You know, the whole thing about, you know, having a network, especially if you are a co-founder, you still need to find somebody or some people to, to bounce ideas off. And for me, it's been very much having a podcast, doing, you know, big live events and then having those people become friends so that, for example, if I wanted to have a conversation around selling my podcast agency, it was like last week, I was, you know, back and forth with like Al Barra from Grenade. Okay, so he sold Grenade for 200 million to Montelazo and Cadbury. That's a good person to have a conversation with. Yeah. Or as like a Piers Linney from, from Dragon's Den, somebody like that who's been a, a regular on the show. But, you know, having people like that on, on speed dial will literally tell it to you, like it, and like Piers like, doesn't suffer any falls at all, will literally tell you that it's the most ridiculous piece of shit idea that he's ever heard in his life. But as you said, you'd, you'd rather hear that than somebody yeah. like your friends, for example. Should, yeah, that's a great idea. Yeah, you don't want nodding dogs. Don't want nodding dogs. <laughs> it's a good one. Yeah. And I guess from your point of view, like the more of those type of investors you get, like a, like a James, what that's somebody whose opinion you would respect. He's tried a whole bunch of different stuff. Yeah. And some of his works, a lot of it's worked really well. And other, others, it's been a bit of a backlash. Yeah. And he can also advise you on, on that kind of stuff. Yeah, for sure. And do you, the stage that you're, you're at with the business now, so looking to launch, uh, you've already got orders, but physically launch later in the summer, so September yes. 2023. Um, and how does that runway look for you? How do you kind of scope that out? So for those who are listening now, who might be in a similar situation, building a business, yeah, how do you kind of project that runway? And how have you managed to get pre-orders so 
God, it's it's been a whirlwind, honestly. So we actually started product development in January last year. So I think within six months, we went from concept through to working prototype, which for hardware is is pretty intense. And so right now we're still in product development. So we're currently in engineering development, moving into uh, design for manufacture. So we've got a really clear and really tight um, route to market for the, for the hardware itself. We're also building software. We're building the team. We're getting ready for the combined like US and UK launch we're fundraising can you tell this is turning into a therapy session as i'm speaking i'm doing that well it usually is yeah what a lot going on there's there's just a lot happening over the next how many months to actually to get to market but in terms of in terms of building the the wait list i think we were really lucky in that we got a lot of publicity really early on like we've been in the ft the uh, gq times the telegram the pr agency it shows you think yeah okay they're phenomenal. <laughs> Red Lion. Uh, but they got us into most of these publications before we'd either released a picture of what the bath looked like. Yeah, that is amazing. Yeah, which I think is also testament to just to the time. Like, you know, we were saying earlier, the Cold War therapy is really happening. The it's, perfect wave. Yeah, the perfect wave. No it's coming in hot. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, we, we were so fortunate with, with the publicity we've got. And that's just kind of snowball. So we haven't really... You know, that, that's just grown organically, but we're hoping to really, really ramp that up in, in the next few months. At least you've got a window that you can kind of reach out and touch. Like September feels not that far away. Whereas yeah. if you were a Virgin Galactic who sold tickets like 10 years ago and still have never yeah. actually delivered on the product, it's a bit of a different ballgame then, isn't it? Yeah. It's like, how do you spin that out from a PR angle that you've got? I don't know if it's hundreds or thousands of people who all pay 200 grand each. Yeah, the thought of that gives me anxiety. Like, I I feel, like, frustrated. Not frustrated, yeah, a little bit frustrated that it's going to take us so long to get to market. When re- reality, we're talking about a number of months. Yeah. Yeah. The thing I keep trying to remind myself at the moment is to really enjoy the process. But I was thinking, like, what am I most excited about? And I keep thinking it's about us actually launching, getting to market, getting the products to people's homes. But actually, yeah. like, in a, the end of next month or this month, actually, we're going to be exhibiting at Performex, which is like this fitness-based event. And we're, we're just there with our old prototype. But okay. it's the first time a couple of my team members would have actually seen people interacting with the product. Yeah. You know, you get so involved, like, head down, building the business, building the products, where you don't actually often get to take a step back. And almost see kind of the fruits of your labor. So I'm, just, yeah. I'm really excited for them to actually see that and see the the buzz around it. So we did a show uh, last year, and it was yeah, it was just phenomenal. Just seeing that real. So you got to make sure you enjoy that and yeah. do take it all in and take those mental snapshots because it will go so quickly. Yeah, without a doubt. Yeah. And so what is your time like personally spent doing most of at the moment? Is it fundraising? Because I know those people who are in that, that becomes a full-time job. Yeah, it is. That That's really intense. And, you know, we've been so lucky with it. So we, we did our first round of investment last year. We uh, raised credits and family rounds of 485,000. I had some amazing people come to the table, including some super, super elite athletes who are not allowed to mention. We are just sourcing an IP deal at the moment. So actually, the PMAS hope we will have them as a, as kind of ambassadors of the, of the company. Yeah. But just some really smart uh, business leaders. And I think what was really interesting is that everyone who invested is somehow connected to cold water therapy, whether they use it for their mental health, it's really transformed it, or whether they were an ex-athlete or a current athlete and used it in their routine. It's, it's just a really fascinating amount of people it, it touches. 
Yeah. But then uh, we went out to market again. So we're raising our seed raise at the moment. Uh, so we're raising two million. Yeah. But yeah, so I'd say that that is taking up probably 60% of my time. But then there's, you know, product development and marketing. And you know, it was like being a... Doing interviews like this. Doing interviews like this. Marketing. And there's yeah. always like, you know, the... the you know, the kind of more boring stuff like setting up an EMI scheme and sorting out your R&D tax credits and work with your lawyer on yeah. XYZ and just the usual running a business. So it's it's a lot. And I guess like what you just referred to there, like we're getting investors, ambassadors on board. If you tried to do that 10 or 15 years ago, there'd be a lot less connections to the cold therapy cause yeah. and those who actually got it, understood it, been there, done it, do it regularly. So this could give you quite a unique angle because what it would take to actually reach some of those people can take forever in a day as it is anyway. Yeah. Whereas the more press you're going to generate before launch to get those people on board who get it and actually want to have a monk ice bar at their home or at their place of work and extol the benefits of that, as you probably worked out, can, can be literally super powerful. Yeah. Yeah. That must be exciting. The people you get to meet and... Yeah. Even some of the names we're talking to at the moment, it kind of blows my mind that, yeah, it's it's really exciting. But also, I think that's what's something, that's what's so great about Commonwealth therapy is it's quite divisive. It's a, it has the Marmite effect. Yeah, yeah, it does. Yeah, so it's, yeah. I don't know, giving a talk, half the room will be saying, oh my God, this has changed my life. It's changed yeah. my son's behavior. It's cured X, Y, Z. But then the other half of the room are like, fuck that no literally <laughs> yeah. Yeah. As I, I think it's great to have something that's always so polarizing i think you you know you're on something when when you have that kind of reaction agreed yeah agreed and what i thought would be good as well to talk a little bit about before we finish up would be what are some of the more common misconceptions that you come up against when it comes to cold water therapy yeah definitely people think you have to go down to really cold temperatures and you've got to be in for a really long time and that's just not the case and knowingly there, there's not a one-size-fits-all answer but typically you know there there are some rules like one uh one minute per degree so yeah. you're in the five minute the five yeah. degrees being five minutes but again it depends like why you're using it but yeah you don't need to go down to crazy cold temperatures even if you had to look at some of the scientific research i mean the definition of cold water therapy is 15 degrees or less Research, yeah, along that research has actually taken place around like eight degrees. Some of it goes down to four, but it's it's actually quite rare. Some of the research I'm really excited about at the moment is it just got published last month, and it actually happens at Fordham University. From Bob, actually, it's published in the Journal of Biology, and they were actually looking at how the shock of water actually affects the brain and drives better mental health through brain scans. And it's the no, first yeah. time it's ever been seen on the MRI before, um, which is incredible. But what was interesting about that is that it was actually done on uh, participants who were in cold water for five minutes at 20 degrees, which isn't actually cold. Exactly. Like we went in six degree of water. Yeah. And so, you, you know, you don't need to be going down to the My toes, my fingers are still slightly numb. But yes, you don't need to be going really, really low. So I think to me, that's the, the biggest misconception. That's interesting. Also, because, I, and I just remember this, I've forgotten that like when you mentioned like 20 degrees. So the rubber duck that we took in earlier is his brothers come in during the summer and during the summer, I almost get, or didn't get turned off by it because it's too warm. Like this summer, it got up to 24 degrees. Wow. Whereas previous, so yeah, literally. Whereas previous year, I think it was like 22 degrees. And even that feels like too warm. But even that, like when you initially get in, it feels cold to the skin. And people like yeah. struggle to get their head around that. But that initial 
shock of water against your skin feels feels cold. And again, I always was one of those people who thought the colder the better. And so, like again, one of the guys in our group said, "No, actually, they send up the optimum." temperature is i don't know where it was but it was you know something like anywhere around you know where it goes from uh, you know drops down to single single fingers is freaking cold whereas anything like 10 11 12 that's still that's still cold and you still get the benefit from that if you're getting in for a couple of minutes so it's an interesting misconception and also interesting though so i also love hot therapy like a sauna and the, and the ultimate to me is like going in the sea then going back to a friend's house has got like a barrel sauna and i also found like running which i discovered during lockdown as, as i mentioned i tried woo and wasn't a huge fan of like having something on me like physically permanently 24 hours a day to like monitor my body i just thought that's more like my personality to become obsessed by like numbers okay yeah because i definitely got obsessed like we're going in the sea and see how much colder it was every day Livewise, checking every single client and got podcast chart positions i literally do that every day so i think that <laughs> that's why it's just a me thing but interested to know then biohacking something that you're very interested in and improving both mental and physical performance what else have you found that works for you and i thought we could finish on finish on that i think one of the things that's had the biggest impact on me is actually aura ring so i heard about these that yeah. is an aura ring is it, it for is, those yeah we can hear this it's a silver ring yeah and it is on laura's finger <laughs> Um, so yeah, I do wear this all the time and do you know what? I, I completely appreciate your point about it's easy to get too like bogged down into the data. Like I, I know people that wake up and they just check their score into like, yeah. where do I score? And that kind of dictates their day. Whereas yeah. for me, what I found really impactful is that, you know, I, I've had it for a couple of years now, so I know my baseline. So if I'm ever trying a new supplement or, or seeing like how cold affects it or something, then I can see what the, the difference is. Um, and I think if you're, you know, it does HRV, which for me is like the most valuable metric. So it's, you know, it tells like roughly how well your body's recovered from stress yeah um and so i know you know sometimes if i'm feeling a bit low i'll look at it and be like oh okay right i'm clearly fighting something off or you know mm. i need to like hold back in the gym so that's that's how i kind of use that data yeah um because i think it yeah it is too easy to get sucked into it and live your life by a score yeah i i would say that's probably had the most impact on me how's that yeah. no i just like something something like work i just found was like super clunky because it kind of sits above your your wrist like you know a good inch or so something like that and it was just yeah. that feeling of every time too intrusive too intrusive especially like in the winter when you like layers of clothes and stuff like that but i could see like just having a ring you're not even going to think about it yeah and all that and i do like for me like the, that main reason was was to see because of my training like for the marathons and stuff was to see like even though i might be feeling great my body can be telling me completely different and that, and that thing when you feel like you're about to become ill and then you can do exactly what you said you can kind of scale back scale back your training so yeah completely and i mean you can take it off and just wear it at night you don't have to yeah. wear it all the day i mean to be honest it looks quite ugly but here we are here we are fresh out of the water my feet are still my feet are still cold <laughs> definitely my hands are too bad now come on yeah yeah okay, what are you wearing on your thing yeah. the trainers on okay yeah interesting <laughs> and look to finish up then so you know being a major proponent of cold water therapy i was very excited to meet you then i found out that we were already connected on linkedin and he went to Bournemouth Uni and lived there for quite a while. So interesting to know when can people see, feel, experience monk themselves so we, we're going to be actually shipping product later this year but we are going to have a couple of activations and exhibitions later this year which i'm really excited about so uh the health optimization summit which is happening in june that's when we're going to first unveil okay. our latest prototype which is essentially the final product so if you come along and test that yeah 
Uh, we are going to have it at White City House and so House at some point. That will only be for members and, and so her house. Um, but we're also just looking at some other spaces and, and getting some other things on the diary. So, yeah. But that's that's the, the cool thing about it is it's just such an immersive experience. So I'm really excited for people to actually be able to get into it and, and try it themselves. And in the meantime, um, if people want to learn more, I know you've started, for example, if, if you happen to live near London or online as well, you started like a community. Yes. Can you tell us yeah. a bit about that. So we started something called Thursday Brunch Club, which is our, it's really a global initiative. We just want more people to try Cold War's therapy, whether they're doing it from their bath at home or the sea and whether they're in London or Toronto or wherever they are. And so we are actually live streaming breathwork and pair cold plunge every Thursday morning at 7.30 a.m. We also post this, so, you know, you can, if you're in New York and you're five hours behind or wherever, you can, you can tune in and do it any, any time that suits you. But we just, yeah, we wanted to get more people doing it. And we thought it's so much easier to see when you have that accountability, yeah. saying like, let's just do something. It's just one day a week and it's only going to take, what, 10 minutes? So yeah, that's that's what we're doing. And so if anyone is interested, then you'll find more on our website, which is discovermind.org. Why did you miss in Toronto, by the way? Where did that one come from? Well, I'm going there in a few weeks. <laughs> I was brought up in Toronto. That's the only, yeah, that's the only reason I mentioned it. Oh, we've got to talk about this. I, I go there multiple times a year. My yeah, really? family there, yeah. Oh, uh, yeah. Well, just outside Toronto is where I was brought up. Yeah. No way. And on that note, thank you very much today. Thank you. If you've enjoyed listening to this episode, can I encourage you to follow the show by clicking the plus button in the top right-hand corner of your screen if you're listening by Apple Podcasts or the follow button on Spotify and other platforms. It means you'll be the first to be notified whenever a new episode goes live. Did you know that nearly half of podcast listeners find a show through searching online? So if you've gotten any value at all, please share this episode with one or more of your friends make it easy for them to find a podcast you think they'll enjoy. If you'd like to join the Screw It Just Do It community, go to podpreneur.co.uk slash get in touch, sign up to our weekly newsletter and free resources. That's podpreneur.co.uk forward slash get dash in dash t-o-u-c-h. That's podpreneur.co.uk forward slash get in touch.